Prologue In 1962, two missile crises brought the world to the brink of nuclear war. In October, Kennedy and Khrushchev went eyeball to eyeball over Soviet missile bases in Cuba until, as Dean Rusk said, the other fellow blinked. Four months earlier, however, a smaller yet far more deadly crisis played out thousands of miles away. It never made the six o'clock news or the front page of the New York Times. Hints of that story are only now beginning to surface through the memoirs of the intelligence agents involved. Thursday at Noon Chapter 1 Egypt, July 1962 Mahmoud Yusuf hated the desert, especially at night. He hated its eerie silence, the snakes and scorpions waiting for him in the rocks, and the creatures with sharp teeth lurking in the shadows. But he hated other things even more. He hated being poor. He hated seeing guns in other men's hands, especially if they were pointed at him. And he hated the slightest thought of pain. However, for enough money, for that bastard Landau's money, Yusuf could tolerate almost anything money. He cursed it now, as well as his own greed. It was the reason he was lying on a dark sand dune, cold, paralyzed with fear, and doomed to stare over a tall, barbed-wire fence into an old and long-abandoned British Royal Air Force base, waiting for that damned fool Landau to crawl back out through the barbed wire. As he waited, Yusuf felt the imagined terrors of the desert night wrap themselves around his fat body ever so slowly, like the coils of a giant snake. It made him shiver and want to scream, but he could not. He wanted to jump up and run away, but he could not do that either. He was trapped between his own demons and Landau's money. So he burrowed his fat, sweating carcass even deeper into the cold sand praying to a long-ignored god that he might survive the night. Yusuf and Landau made a very strange pair. He was a squat, jovial, dark-skinned Egyptian with his round cheeks and singular gold tooth, while the gaunt Israeli had the unsmiling eyes of a mortician. The one thing the two men had in common was Landau's money. Unfortunately, that was Yusuf's dilemma. If he ran away now, he would never see a shekel of it. So he continued to curse himself, curse his mother for giving birth to such a spineless creature as he, and to curse every god he knew. He cursed them all, yet he continued to stay here on the sand dune. It had been an hour since Landau had left. When he did, he handed Yusuf an old Czech revolver crawled through the same small cut in the fence he had used the night before, and calmly disappeared inside the old RAF base. Yusuf's terrified eyes continued to search the darkness around him as his fingers tightened on the pistol grip and his knuckles turned white. His head whipped around and he looked over his shoulder, convinced he had seen or heard something moving about behind him. He anticipated that the guards would be back soon. Had they seen him? Had they found the hole in the fence and were creeping toward him through the sand dunes at this very moment? 
If they had, this old revolver would not be of much help. The guards carried submachine guns, and they would kill him if they caught him here. Slowly, painfully, and without the slightest mercy. Yusuf cursed this damned place again, and he cursed Landau, wishing he had never met the man. Finally, he cursed himself. How could he work for this Jew? Not that the breed mattered a fig to Yusuf. In his day, he had spied for the Turks, the Syrians, the Russians, the Americans, and even the British. Why not an Israeli? After all, business was business, he shrugged. This time it was different, however, because Landau truly was insane. The man took what should have been a quick break-in-and-look-around and turned it into a suicide mission. Cutting his way into that compound last night was risky enough. Going back inside a second night to take still more of his stinking photographs was certain to get them both killed. It was madness. If Yusuf had a brain in his head, he would crawl away into the night and go home this very instant. There was, however, that small matter of Landau's money.